Welcome to the Make It Up Podcast. Our goal is to make disciples, be a safe space where truth meets love, and meet people where they are at so they can make a difference at their schools, with their friends, and with anyone they meet. Let's go ahead and start with prayer first and get ready to get into the word. How does that sound to you guys? Good? Perfect. I was going to say we're going to do it anyway. So even if you would have said no, I would have still done it. All right. So everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. Lord, just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you that I get the opportunity to talk to your children about you. Lord, use me to speak to these kids the the right way and using the correct words. Lord, I just want to um, calm the kids' heart have them really focus on the message and have it be something that they can use later on. And Lord, just thank you for this opportunity again and just be honoring to you. In name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So me and Charlie had this whole conversation. If I do my hat like this, you guys can't see my face, but if I do my hat like this, you can see my face a little better. Yeah. So I'm a pretty animated person. So I'm just going to do it backwards. I'm not trying to be cool, even though we all know, I'm not, but I just wanted to try to do something a little different for you guys. You know, most people that wear their hat backwards are just trying to be super, super cool. Everybody look at Andrew. Look in the back. Yeah, he's not paying attention. It's okay. He's not paying attention, but that's what he gets. That's what he gets. I was joshing you because you had your hat on backwards. Hey, Josh, how are you? Yeah. I just, I have a very animated face. I mean, AKA an ugly face. So I want to make sure that you guys get to see it and be grossed out while I'm speaking to you. So today I'm glad you already are grossed out. That makes me feel a lot better about myself. <laughs> um, okay. So today we're going to be going through the book of Matthew chapter nine. So if you do have your Bibles or your apps or whatever you kids have tablets, your laptop with you, um, open them up, try to go to Matthew chapter nine. That's where we're going to be reading today. But I first want to start about, because I think it's a perfect timing. Who's like super excited with all of your guys' finals and your tests right now. Isn't that so great? The best time, the best time of the year. No, you can't. Um, so <laughs> thanks for asking though. I appreciate that. But I actually was one of those kids that was always doing my homework. I never had any problems in school. I was a straight, oh, I'm just kidding. I was definitely the opposite of that. I never did my homework. I was always stressed out. Who has a parent that is, um, that works in the school district school? Yeah, that was me. Um, 40 years ago, no, not 40 years ago, 30 years ago. So I was zero at the time. So who has a parent that works in the school district? So my mom was also a teacher too. So whenever she was like, got home, she was like done with school. So she was like, I didn't do my homework. She's like, whatever. I don't even care. Like, just don't even do it. Like, it's fine. I was, no, it's true. It's true. So I was one of those people that always stressed out and I was so worried that I never got stuff completed. I mean, come on who's always like not doing their homework and then not studying. And then when test time comes, they're like stressed out and a little worried. Come on. Like that's normal. It's all about the stuff that like all the stuff we know we're supposed to do, but we don't do. I was definitely that kid. And I would stress about stressing out because I knew I wasn't doing my work. So my stress would just compile on and more because I knew I was supposed to be doing all these things to be like a good student, but I'd never ever got to do it. 
or never chose to do it because it was only after the fact, after I received the big, what's that? It's not the A, but it's the one without the other side of the line. Oh, an F. When I got that grade, that's when I knew I was like, oh man. And then I'd be like, I'm going to be different. I'm going to work harder next time. And then I just never did it. Um, but hey, I finished school. Luckily, I don't know from the grace of God, I finished school and was able to finish college. And it was a shock that I was able to do it. But um, there's a lot of times that we're always worried about what we need to do. And like, oh, I'm always so stressed about to be a better person, what I have to do. And today we're going to be diving into the word about what Jesus has already done for us. Yeah. Wasn't that such a good transition? Ah, oh, man. Yeah. Thank you. Come on. Round of applause, please. Come on. Thank you. <laughs> I know. My transitions are getting better. Okay. So um, there's a lot of things in modern religion and even old time religion, and I always call it like Bible times. Bible time religion. It's all about what they have to do. So like, if you're like a, a Mormon, you always have to like. There's certain like you have to go on like a two year mission trip, or there's certain type of clothes that you have to do. You have to do like a direct deposit of ten percent of your money. If you're like if you're like a Jew, you you know, you're, you would have to like your good works would have to outweigh your bad works. Or if you're Buddhist, it's all about what you do and making being a better person. Or even a Hindu. Or if you're Muslim, it's all about your ways of all your good works to your bad works. Or all this stuff that you have to do to be a good person and to get into heaven. And what I'm going to be talking about today is what Jesus has already done for us. And when Jesus is talking, it's about what he is going to do for us. So that's what we're going to be going through today is all these, this modern and even old school religions out there. And I always say that Christianity, do you think Christianity is a religion? Yeah. No, it's a relationship. A religion, I always feel like there's like certain things you have to do. I always think about the like Roman Roman Catholics, like you have to like, if you like sin, you got to go to like a priest and like confess. Wouldn't that be like the most awkward thing? You have to sit in that like black box and be like, I lied on my test. I didn't do my homework. I hit my brother in the face with a snowball and there was a rock in it. And I did that on purpose. And then, and then you like, they yeah, after you're done confessing, they're like, okay, thank you for confessing. You need to go and say 300 Hail Marys. And then you have to go. I wrote this down because I don't really know the Hail Marys, but it's, does anybody know the Hail Marys? I'm glad. Okay. I'm going to say them to you guys because I thought it was crazy, but they actually do this because my, my dad's side of the family is all Roman Catholic. So it's like very strict when you have like certain things, they'll literally tell you like, you need to do a hundred Hail Marys and then repent from your, from your sins. And it's like, wow. Okay. So it's Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord of thee, or Lord be with thee. Blessed those among women and blessed are the fruit of her womb. Jesus, Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. You imagine saying that like a hundred times and then you got to be on your knee. That's why they always have, the, have you seen those rosaries, those necklaces that have the little beads? That's why the beads are for, they're to help you keep count. Cause you know, you have like a hundred beads and you're like one, two, cause after like the 30th one, you're like, oh man, was I on 28 or 27? Oh man. And then you have to say it again, but it's all these things that you have to do to be like cleaned or the things that you have to do to be a good person is like what is all this religion stuff is going to be talking about. So 
at this time when Jesus is around, the Jewish leaders and Pharisees and Sadducees all had these crazy laws too. You couldn't do anything on Sunday, which I actually kind of like that, but I like it for own like my own personal reasons because I just want to sit around and do nothing. But there's like certain ways you have to clean, and if you like ever sin, you to have you lose a relationship with God. Now you have to like kill a goat, and then by that that blood of the goat now cleanses you or not cleans you, but it covers you, so now you can restore your relationship with God. It's like crazy stuff that you have to do if you sin to have a good relationship with God. And it's kind of crazy. I think that that's how it kind of goes. But now we have a, that's why Jesus came that we don't have to kill baby goats and little doves and stuff. So, okay. Before we get into talking about Jesus, and I think it's a perfect time for the season right now. I got the little manger and this is Bethlehem. And I know it doesn't have the little baby Jesus, but just imagine baby Jesus in there right now. That would be really great. So we're going to go to Isaiah. And I know I told you to, to go to Matthew, but I'm going to throw a curveball. Let's go to Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. I'm going to read it for you guys. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. Ah, I love that. Never end. Wait, wait, one more time. Come on, come on. It'll never end. Wait. You guys are supposed to go, what? Never end. Yeah. I know. All right. It's shocking. Oh, my gosh. It's on the screen. That's so perfect. Okay. So, but that is so crazy because that's the Jesus we're talking about. It's that wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, everlasting father. When we're talking about Jesus, we're not talking about the little baby Jesus. We're talking about the one that's going to come down on a cloud of fire and is like the creator of heaven and earth. I think that's pretty crazy because a lot of people take Jesus as like, oh, yeah, I know Jesus. Oh, you know, the creator of everything. It's kind of a big deal. Almighty God. That's the Jesus we're talking about right now. So I want to get into that before we uh, get into the message. I just want to like make sure you guys understood. I know we got the we got the manger scene, but this is the Jesus we're talking about, the creator of all things. So before we get into Matthew, what is happening at this time? I saw that. Was that lightning? Thor? Oh, no. Sorry. Because lightning. Oh, wait. No, that's Zeus. Thor is just the sound, right? Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay. So... What's happening right now is we, does everybody remember Lindsay's message? I know I jumped over that slide, but what did Lindsay talk about last week? Who got it? You need Jesus. I love it. Need you. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So what's the other way? What's the extra points? What's the other, what's the other fact or point that she pointed out? Oh, so close. Put it on up. And so do others. They all need Jesus. I just love when, like, I love that southern twang when people used to talk like this and they say Jesus and they go Jesus like that. I'm just like, oh, it's like, who? <laughs> okay, all right. So, all right. <laughs> What's happening right now when Jesus is, is the Pharisees saw Jesus talking to Matthew and Matthew was a. 
tax collector. Good job. Very good. So he was a tax collector. All the Jews didn't like him. So the Pharisees and all like John's people were kind of like, man, why are you like eating with these sinners? And back then it was a big deal. If you ate with somebody, it was a big deal because you were like, you were like, you had like a pot of soup and you had bread and you were dipping your bread into this soup and they were taking from the same bread. So you guys were kind of becoming one. And it's like, if you're sitting down with other sinners and you're just like, you're like becoming one with sinners. What? All, oh, I love Olive Garden. Man, I could get it on some breadsticks right now. Dude, don't distract me like that. All right, don't just yell out Olive Garden. All right, so, okay. String them back, string them back, string them back. String them back. Okay, perfect. Okay, so what's happening right now is that the Pharisees were just hating on Jesus because he was eating with sinners. And now it's all in Matthew 9, verses 14 through 17. It's all about... John's disciples, which John the Baptist had disciples, and what they were saying. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. One day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, Why don't you have your disciples fast like do the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, Do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not! But someday the groom will be taken away from them and then fast. I just came from a wedding and I got to tell you, the groomsmen were like wild. They were super, super crazy. So when you're with the bro- the groom and you're one of the groomsmen, it's like a party. You're not like sitting there like sad. You're going to get married and then I'm never going to see you again. It's like a party. So that's what kind of what he's like, what? Besides, who would, who would patch old clothing with new clothes? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old clothes or cloth, sorry, uh, leaving as leaving even a bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into wine or old wine skin for the old skin would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and running, running or ruining the skin. New wine is poured into new wine skin so that both are preserved. what is going on it was like why are you eating why are you don't fast and jesus is like well what are you talking about wine skin and old wine skin and then clothing that's put on a new patch and they're like wait what are you talking about right here no questions right now i really appreciate you being you know being involved but yeah no questions right now so what's happening right now is jesus is almost calling himself like that patch like he this is a whole new thing you don't take your old body and kind of like go like, well, I'm going to dive in too deeply right now. I'm going to, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but I'm going to, what I'm going to describe to you guys is kind of what's happening. Jesus is the, he's telling people the good news and his good news doesn't fit in the rigid logistics style or system of the religious leaders at the time. Jesus's message brought fresh, new, and would expand, stretch uh, and change each person. So what was happening is that Jesus was like, what are you talking about? These old wineskins and new wineskins. This is what's happening. Jesus is saying that if you want to follow me, it's a whole new thing. It's not this old patch that you're like, you know what? I just need a little of Jesus to like, I'm good. But like when I need you, I'm just going to patch it right here and I'll be good. And then I'm just going to leave the old me how I am. 
and then I just get a little Jesus to fix it. That's not what Jesus is here, here for. He's not trying to get this old system and then just work. Because Pharisees wanted Jesus to be put into a box and be like, yeah, but what you're doing needs to fit into what we're teaching. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. You don't take new wine and try to put it into old wineskins. You don't tell, you don't take this new message that I'm telling you guys and try to put it into your old system and laws and in your religion. That's not what Jesus was here. He was literally here to abolish the old and come in with new. So does that kind of make sense when he's talking about the old clothes and ripping of the wineskin? Kind of, yeah, I'm hoping so. I'm just going to say that you, you completely understand. So I just, I'm happy to hear that. Um, Jesus was a lot different, like I said, than what the people were teaching in then, but now even more so, because I know there's a lot of different sayings that we have that you hear that people say that are just not true. So I'm going to, I'm going to go through a couple of them. Okay. First, follow your heart, follow your heart. Jesus didn't say that. He said, what? Follow me. That's right. Be true to yourself. Jesus didn't say that. What did he say? Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Okay, yeah, okay. All right, I'll have it memorized. All right, I'm sorry. Okay, all right, all right. All right. You saw my tricks. Okay, all right. We also said, believe in yourself. Ooh, I love that one. Just, hey, believe in yourself, buddy. Go and do it. Said, believe in me. That's right. Live your truth. Hey, just because you don't think two plus two equals four, that's okay. That's your truth. My truth that one plus one does equal two. You know? But hey, if you don't believe that, whatever, bro. That's cool. That you be you. Jesus said, No, believe in me. Or no. Jesus said, I am the truth. And then number five, it says, as long as you ha- are happy. Oh, I love that one. As long as you're happy. Jesus said, what will it profit a man if he gains the world but loses his soul? I want to talk about the first one because I think the first one, I'm going to put the first one back up again. I think that's kind of encompassing of all of them. Follow your heart. Hey, follow your heart. Do whatever you, whatever you want to do. That's what you need to do. That is definitely not what's happening. And there's a prophet named Jeremiah. Does anybody know what a prophet is? Good, because I'm going to tell you. Okay, a prophet is a, is a Hebrew Bible, Old Testament person, or even probably like a New Testament, but mainly Old Testament people that um, were representatives of God for the people. They would speak for God to these people. And to be a prophet, you couldn't be wrong about anything. So I'm not a prophet. I know. Shocker for you guys. You're just like, I thought you were right about everything. Sorry to let you down, but I'm not. Okay. So what Jeremiah said, and I love this because it says, follow your heart. What does Jeremiah say about your heart? The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and it's spared it and desperately wicked. Wow. That's a pretty harsh thing to say about your heart, right? So it's like all this, the world is always saying, follow your heart. Just do what you want to do. I got to tell you. If I wanted to follow my heart, I would have chocolate chip cookies for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at all times with milk. Yeah, 
I, I, that's what my heart is desiring at all times. Not broccoli, ugh. you know, or carrots. Ugh. He always says, my son always says, oh, broccoli's so good. But you know what? At night, he doesn't go, hey, dad, can I have a bowl of broccoli? He always goes, can I have a treat? And then he goes like, can I have Oreos? So if he really liked broccoli, you would be like, hey, can I have a bowl of broccoli? And now I'm going to be shocked. I bet you tomorrow he's going to come up to me and be like, dad, can I have a bowl of broccoli? And that you just said that because I called you out on stage. Okay. But this is the one thing I'm coming to a wrap. I know I'm going a little long for you guys, but I want to go quickly for the last couple ones. So I really appreciate you guys all paying attention to my boring message. But I want to throw this through in Ephesians 4.22 through 24. Um, Paul writes this to the to the church in Ephesus. I got it right. I'm looking at Anne to be like, yes, you're right. That's exactly what he was doing. Yes, I got the nod of approval from Anne. Okay. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former ways of life, which is corrupt by lust and despair or desperation. Instead, let this deception. Sorry, thank you. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitude, but on your new nature create created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. I think this is so great because being a follower of the almighty God, just like Isaiah was saying that this, like, man, this, we, we, a lot of times we were like, I want to follow myself. I want to do what I want to do. And I, you know, this is what my heart is telling me to do. And it's like, oh man, Isaiah called it out, man. Like, he's like that your heart is wicked. Like, this is something that you are not supposed to be following. And just like me and all my homework, like I was always like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this to be better in my class. When it comes to my salvation, thank you, Jesus, that I do not have to do anything. I just trust and believe in his finished work of dying on the cross for me and him coming to this earth to save my sins. If I believe in that, I'm saved. There's nothing I can do. And when it comes to my schoolwork, there's always all this stuff I had to do and all this stuff I would always fail in. And even with life, we're always failing and we're always messing up. But we can always rest in the assurance that Jesus has completed it on the cross for us and rose again. And that's something that was something so different at the time because all these religious leaders were saying, you got to do this. You got to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. And Jesus is like, no. He's like, you don't take new wine and put it into old wineskin. You don't take my new message and put it into this old box of what we have to do. All you need to do is follow me. And I want to challenge you guys when you're in your small groups today, I want you to talk about how you can be a follower of Jesus and not of this world. How you can be a follower of Jesus. And I didn't put it in top, but and not of this world. It's not hard. But a lot of times we want to follow our own heart and we want to follow what the world is telling us to do and be like, as long as you're happy, as long as you got this, you're, you're okay. That's not what Jesus is here to tell you to do. What he's saying is, hey, follow me. And when you're in your small groups, that's one question I want you guys to answer. How can you be followers of Jesus and not of this world? That being said, we're going to break in small groups. First, we're going to close our eyes and bow our heads. Lord, just thank you for the opportunity to talk to these kids. Lord, help us this week to be followers of you. Lord, if we don't know what that means, please give us 
the courage to talk to our small group leaders or talk to our friends that are Christians and find out what that means and how simple it is to be sons and daughters of Jesus, the almighty God. Lord, thank you for this opportunity and just be with these kids during small group and just strike those conversations. In your name we pray, amen. All right. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions, get in contact with us. Check out the links below for our social media pages. DM us, message us, tag us in things, and we'll see you guys next time.